A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. They're like a lovely little couple, except they're not. Right, last week we were talking about whether or not you wear aftershave. <laughs> you said no, because I don't shave, so why would I wear it? But you, did, you didn't say whether or not you, you use beard oils. Well, you didn't ask me. No, I know, that's why I'm now asking... <laughs> For God's sake. That's why I'm asking. Well, I didn't say uh, whether or not I use, you know, like flash to clean the bathroom with, but you didn't ask me, so I didn't say it. Well, no, we know that you use flash as a deodorant from what you were saying last week. <laughs> I did not you, say that. Yes, you did. No. You thought eau de toilette was I just flash could, I just or could, oust no, or I, glade plug-in. There's a lot of difference between flash and oust, firstly. Okay, I can't do that. I just want to know if you use beard oils. No. Why? Because I, can't, I cannot be bothered. Why I only, not? Because I have a beard because I can't be asked to shave. Right. So the last thing I'm going to do is implement admin into it. So do you wash it every day? Don't wash my beard, no. Why not? Because I just don't. Like, I just... Wa- don't wash your beard. James is acting like I've got a beard like ZZ Top. I've got, like, the most cursory amount of, like, facial hair. I'm not acting like anything. I and I wash, see- I wash my face, and therefore, so by default, the beard gets washed. But I don't have, like, a mane that I need to wash. <laughs> I can see your beard. Yeah. I am not inferring anything to anyone else. I'm just saying to you, do you wash it every day? And you're telling me you don't. No. But that is on your face. Yeah, so I wash my face every day. So, so therefore but, you do wash your beard? Yes, but I don't wash it specifically. I don't do like a specific wash that stops hit at my nose. No, you just wash your face and your beard together. Yeah. All right, thank God for that. Are we done with this topic? I just feel sorry for Talia, like you don't smell nice. No, but I do smell nice, so you don't need to concern yourself, do you? Okay. There's actually quite a lot of pressure on people to conform to X, Y, and Z. If I wanted to, I could resent the fact that you're pushing me into a corner and saying that I must do X, Y, and Z. I actually have to do shit. I am not saying you must. And I, the last thing I, I am is a slave to like the, the health and beauty market, which is completely manipulates people into spending lots of money on things that they don't need. To be honest, I, I've never been that happy with my hair generally, and I never really liked it when it was longer, and I did put gel and stuff in it, and it was just like a, a shitload of time doing it, and I was never happy with how it looked. I just think you need so a makeover, I'd... because you shouldn't be using necessarily gel. There's loads of different hair products you Yeah, but use. I don't need them. Yeah, but you could use like a thickening spray, or I you don't could need use them. a sea salt spray, or you could them. use... Well, why not? Because I don't need to. But it would smell nice, and it it'd smells be nice, nice to anyway. touch it. It smells nice. I shampoo and condition it, so it smells nice. How often Okay, look, I don't, I'm not having a go at you at all, I promise. I'm just inquiring on behalf of women. Well, what women? <laughs> Your girlfriend. Well, you're not, because that's one woman and she, she knows what I do and what I don't do. I'm just inquiring on behalf of womankind. That's what I'm doing here. I just want to know that when you're kissing your girlfriend or you're on the tube, that you smell good and that you're presenting yourself well. Yeah, I do. Thanks. I hope you don't think I'm picking on you. Well, it's just a bit boring, isn't it? Like, I'll do what I need to. I don't need you to tell me, do I? You can get beard oils on Amazon for like £15. Oh my God, what a bargain. And you know sometimes you say it gets itchy. I imagine that a beard oil would stop that from happening. Well, I'll just put the same condition I'm putting on my hair on that then. Oh God, which is what? I don't know, just whatever I've nicked from a hotel. Whatever the most recent hotel I stayed in was. Which was? Like the Ibis budget or whatever. <sighs> I have got a bit of a backlog actually. If you want some miniatures, I can. I'm okay, thanks. Sort of, yeah. I'm good. Taking up quite a lot of space in my bathroom. I'm quite happy with my ASOP. Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. Hi, welcome to the podcast. It's a gay and a non-gay with me, Dan Hudson, and him, James Barr. And this episode is supported by Emerald Life. I want to talk a bit about what happened, about where I was coming from in our 100th episode, when I was talking about pride and what that means now. And I forgot to mention that a brand approached me to march with them at one of the UK's pride events and they wanted to pay me to march with them in a gay pride parade and at the time I was like oh okay that's cool 
And then I didn't do it anyway, but I, I then realised how disgusting that is. That people are being paid to march in a gay pride parade yeah. with a brand. Yeah. That's disgusting. I don't understand why they need to pay any people. Because they want influencers and famous people to march alongside them. And we've talked about brands and pride and how difficult that is before. And we've talked about how great it is that they want to support the LGBT cause. And actually, I think, to be fair, to give you some credit, Dan, you did actually wake me up to this because you did explain like how wrong it is that they've now suddenly jumped on the bandwagon and that they've decided to, to stick a rainbow flag outside their chicken restaurant or yeah. whatever. But have they actually done anything for gay rights? And I hadn't thought like that before. And I think now I have. And... It's annoying me a lot and it's been growing inside of me and annoying me even more and more than ever before. And I think with Pride this year in the UK, it just felt so overwhelmingly brand focused that it was really pissing me off. Because I was there, uh, a few of them, and you went to Brighton, so I don't know if it's the same. I don't think it is the same, actually. Right. Well, I was in Manchester and London and both just felt incredibly brand focused. Maybe Manchester less than London. London was so much about brands and sponsorships and... And some of that is great, you know, like I marched with Intermedia, who are the LGBT staff of lots of big media companies in the UK all coming together. And they're marching for a reason. But when a bank, not naming any names, wants to pay you to march with them, that just feels wrong. Like no one should be marching in a gay pride parade because they're being paid. No. Right? Isn't there a message? Isn't there a message behind pride? And I just feel like it's getting a little bit lost and it's really pissing me off. And then when I'm at Pride, and I'm guilty of this too, we're all drunk and we're all kissing whoever and celebrating love. But like, is that love or are we just celebrating our shame? Because it doesn't feel like we're celebrating equality. It feels like we're leaning into a lot of problems, to be honest. I, well, the two Prides I've been to, Brighton and Seattle, nobody was getting drunk. I mean, maybe they were doing that afterwards, but... I mean, in America, you just, that's just it's not a thing, is it? No, I guess that culture's different. I know that, that drink is not so huge. I'm sure, like, huge. afterwards... Like, but it is a huge part of our culture Yeah, in the UK so anyway. So in London, then, Pride, people are just drinking in the streets and stuff? Yeah, everywhere, like yeah. Like it's a football match? Yeah, and in the parade when you're marching, you're drinking. Really? Yeah, yeah, all, the, all over the place, like, constantly. I mean, I'm not saying everybody. I don't know because I'm I mean, only no, in my... I mean, nobody was doing that in Brighton. That's so not true. I've marched in Brighton. I won't say who with, but we were so drunk. We were drinking out of water bottles, but we were drinking vodka at like 11 a.m. We were on this float, and I won't say who it was, but it was a, <laughs> it was not the kind of float you would expect people to be drinking on. Okay, well, maybe I had my eyes shut to it, but it didn't feel like they were doing it in Brighton, and they really definitely weren't doing it in Seattle. But I mean, that's... I just wonder if that's because you've got a non-gay eye on it, and you're not, you're not actually necessarily immersed in the culture as much like you're an outsider aren't you to an extent and you are an ally but i guess i don't know it just feels bizarre to get drunk during it oh no we have like champagne breakfasts on the morning of pride and everyone has pre-drinks at like 10 a.m there's so many parties happening at at that time of the morning and i I can't believe you didn't know this yeah everyone's wasted (laughs) i personally cannot be asked with that kind of stuff now because it's like well all that means is you're going to be absolutely paralytic come like 4 p.m and yeah absolutely it's it's only going to end badly so anyway i i'm not saying that's wrong i'm not saying that's wrong i think it's great that we have these spaces where we can be ourselves but what is stressing me out at an alarming rate at the moment is that i've noticed that safe spaces for gay people seem to just be places where we can all get drunk and like i said a minute ago 
and I was shocked it came out of my mouth, to be honest. But it doesn't seem like we're celebrating equality. It feels like we're just celebrating our shame. We're just like, that is awful. And I'm quite concerned about saying it because I feel like I'm going to get a lot of backlash. But it's upsetting me. And the rainbow flag is so important. It's now 40 years since its invention or its appropriation by our, our culture. And it's lovely to see all these people supporting it. And, and we've had we've come so far uh, in the world. But there's a lot to do, and I think we're just ignoring it. And maybe Pride is a place now to just celebrate what we've achieved. But to me, I feel like we should be marching for something and saying something. And I'm just worried we're missing that. Because is having a, a float full of gays with their tops off dancing to house music... Is that an appropriate way to show people that love is love? You could argue that it's an appropriate way in a free country to take advantage of the freedoms that we have to do that, where people can't do that in other places. I don't know, and please don't at me with abuse, but I, from what I can tell from an outsider's point of view, it does seem like it's been, this year seemed to be overshadowed with non-gay people pride events and obviously i am one of those but non-gay people seem to sort of take over the running of it and there was there was an article that sort of went viral on twitter about how david beckham and tons of other non-gay people were marching for pride or they were doing x y and z for pride but for campaigns yeah but none of them are gay there was, like... a liam, there was a liam payne thing that came out i think liam payne was asked by a brand um what he's proud of and he was like i'm proud of my son and that was used in a kind of pride campaign. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, that's completely ridiculous. It's, and I don't know, I don't know how that got through the door of the. It's because they don't get it. It's because straight people don't get it. But I don't see how because you, even if you're the stupidest moron on the planet, you still get that it's pride and it's gay pride. Like, I think this is the problem. I think we've straight washed pride. Where's this all come from suddenly? Because this is. I'm like, just really angry. This is like two months after pride. I know, but pride season's ending in the UK now officially, and I'm kind of angry. And then there was a tweet from XXL which I want to talk about in a second right and this whole thing just seems linked up to me and I don't know maybe it's not but it does a gay and a non-gay two unlikely friends take on the world oh I shouldn't tell this story because I still work for them but I did a radio show live from Manchester Pride and it was like we're celebrating love we're spreading love across the UK that was kind of the tagline for it and I was like but I mean are we and I was told by one of the people that worked at the station I couldn't play share or right. share, shares ABBA cover because she wasn't an artist that was appropriate for the audience. And I was like, they asked me to choose big gay bangers. This is a big gay banger. Right. And Cher has empowered LGBT people for decades with her music and her support for our community. So if I should be playing any big gay banger, it's Cher. Yeah, but it And doesn't... I just was like, this radio show is being straight washed. I get that if it doesn't fit with the format of the radio station... Yeah, but that is the issue with brands jumping on Pride and getting influences and paying. It's the same thing. It's straight washing our event by going, oh, but it's not appropriate for us to do that. Well, I'm sorry, but you don't get to decide what is appropriate if you're going to support gay Pride. Like, that's not okay. All I'm saying, everyone, is that we should celebrate love and we should fly the rainbow flag. And it is great that brands are flying it for us and there's a rainbow chicken outside Nando's in Soho whatever that is great you know like we're showing the world that we exist and we're here and big companies support us brilliant but have we forgotten 
or what's happened before? And have we forgotten what's going on outside of our circle? Because sure, it's great that we can get gay married, but you still can't hold hands with someone without being afraid. And you sure as hell can't go to Dubai and do that. And there are people that are basically our brothers and sisters who are LGBT people. They're part of our family being rounded up in Uganda or murdered in Chechnya or thrown off roofs and we're forgetting it we're just getting drunk and it, it's really upsetting and maybe it's just because I got a bit older but isn't like, the act isn't the act of doing that in a way no, it's a, not well I think it I think it is in a sense I because I don't think li- it is. living like living like your best life or living a free life is in itself a bit of a protest against fascism and against homophobic regimes. I do get what you're saying. I feel like we need a new march. So in London Pride, are there not people with placards that aren't just for banks and stuff? Are there not politically minded people with that you would get on a political march? Are there people doing that at Pride in London? Like, for example, when Donald Trump was here, everybody had all sorts of amazing signs that would allude to the fact that things aren't okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure that I didn't see them because unfortunately I was in the parade. So I don't know for sure. I definitely saw some incredible signs and banners from people on the side of the street. And there is some of that. But at the same time, I'm maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the only person that thinks this, but I'm just feeling lately like we've sort of lost. I feel like we've just allowed ourselves to be straight washed. I can't think of a better way of putting well, it, to be honest. Well, I mean, I guess, um, I guess be the change you want to see in the world. And right. Ne- and well, next time, take a placard that says, did you know that these are all the places where it's illegal to be gay or, or whatever? And I guess by doing this podcast, we're, we're doing that. And that's all good. But it's just, I'm just getting very tired by, by all of this stuff. And it's, it's massively upsetting. A gay and a non-gay. Right, so uh, this has been going around gay Twitter a lot. I don't know if this is like headed into non-gay Twitter. I did see it, yeah. Yeah, but you're in gay Twitter, right? No one's talking about this in non-gay Twitter. Am I in gay Twitter? Well, you've got like a toe in. Basically, the guy that owns XXL, which is a very masculine gay club in London, got very angry on Facebook and posted a status about a guy who had complained because he was refused entry due to wearing high heels. The guy that runs XXL, Mark Ames, posted the following. Bollocks to all this PC and not letting off steam for fear of upsetting someone. Fact is, it don't make the world a better place. It just allows others to fuck your life up and get away with it. I'm going back to full-on mode. You want to wear heels? Try shoving one up your ass the other in your mouth, that two less offensive things in my world, and get this butch up in XXL or get out and any other subgroups or individuals, eep the fuck out. XXL is for men who want men. I couldn't give a toss about the rest of the scene or today's so-called community or society. I don't really get that. Right, XXL is a nightclub in London. It's huge, it's enormous. I've always felt like it's quite a safe space. It is men only, which has caused issues for me when I've wanted to go out with my girlfriends. It has a dark room where men can have sex with each other with the lights off. And a lot of men go in there and have sex in the middle of a nightclub. But that also happens in clubs all over the world. Like, it's not a completely crazy thing for a gay club to have a dark room. But in London, that's certainly different. We don't really have clubs with dark rooms and XXL is the one that has that. It also has big dance floors, and the types of men that go there are, I always felt, quite different. So I think it's branded as a bear club, like a real masculine 
club, hairy chests and big guys. But I've always found it to be very mixed. So there'd be quite a lot of twinks that go there or jocks or muscly guys, right? It's basically all of the gay men in one place. But this guy is annoyed because someone complained about how they weren't allowed him wearing heels. Right. Why does he care if a man is wearing heels? What's the issue? Because he thinks that XXL is for men who want men. And he couldn't give a toss about the rest of the scene or today's so-called community or society. Well, I could be a man that wants a man that wears heels. You could be, but that's not Mate. what his ideal of homosexuality is. Well, who gives a shit? I know. Well, it's just, it's awful, isn't it? That's so stupid. And what a, what a ridiculous thing to say. Talk about unprofessional as I well. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? I genuinely am really sad to read that because I thought that this club was a place that was quite safe. It felt safer than somewhere like G.A.Y. that's much more like focused on use. But, you know, they have a door policy as well and they will ask you to prove whether you're gay before you go in there. And how do you do that? We had a tweet, I think, from someone saying they were turned away from G.A.Y. Manchester over Pride because they, the door staff didn't believe they were gay. And how are you supposed to prove that you're gay? Well, exactly. I've been with um, straight guys before, actually, a long time ago, trying to get into G.A.Y. And the bouncer's like, well, how do I know you're gay? And they had to, like, kiss. And they weren't gay. Right. Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to make a safe space for gay people. Right. But that doesn't mean, unless I'm wrong, that doesn't mean by having the odd straight person in who's mates with gay people that that suddenly becomes unsafe that feels quite discriminatory and i'd be quite if i was with loads of gay people if i was with you if we just done a gig or something and i was with you and we, we were all going out to a gay club or something and i couldn't get in because i'm being told that me going in is unsafe yeah i'd hit the roof i wouldn't do anything about it there and then but i, I would really do about it something the next day and i'd Are be like send a big email well yeah Am I missing something? No, I'm just laughing because that's what you did about the shorts thing. But that's, I mean, it's, that's exactly it, what you should do. It's really. discrimination. Yeah, and it I, is, yeah. It doesn't seem particularly fair that women can't come in. To XXL. To anywhere. Yeah. What's wrong with having women there? Women always add, as far as I can tell, a better atmosphere. I think because he wants a club that is, it's a sex, I guess he, he sees it as a sex club, right? It's like a place for men to hook up with men, so women wouldn't want to be there. Well, it's not for him to say whether women want to I know, be there I mean, that's true, you know, like in... He's not the king. I don't know what to say because I don't know whether I, I'm just being ignorant and I'm like... Well, What's your, what are you saying? Well, I just think it's ridiculous to turn anyone away from anything. Really? Well, that's, is that... That's I, don't, I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think, I think certain places should be for certain people. But then should, do I... I don't know where I don't know how I feel about that because it is as a gay man it is nice knowing that anyone in that venue is probably also gay so that I am now majority but is it not minority. Ex- like it does feel sometimes if I go to a straight club I do hate that I'm now the only gay person I do feel vulnerable so that's what a safe space supposedly is it's a space for people that are all the same so no one's gonna beat you up yeah. I don't have to say it's, cheers mate at the bar I it, can be like hiya I can be myself without having to worry about. Yes, but I, but I think, I, I, I can't help but thinking, tell me if I'm wrong, I can't help but thinking but that it's still majority gay. I don't think places are suddenly going to be inundated with, like, lads. I don't know. I mean, you say that. There's a gay club in Newcastle called Powerhouse, which I've not been to for a long time. And <laughs> I know that I offended the community of Newcastle recently by saying something, so I'm trying not to do that again. But I do know from people I've spoken to that Powerhouse has become a bit more straight and that there are a lot more straight people going there now at four in the morning because it's the only place open till that time, for example. So I do understand that door staff or owners of those venues are trying to protect the community. So they're like, no, you can't come in if you're not gay. I do understand that. I do think that that is 
relevant to an extent. In Seattle, every venue in Capitol Hill, which is the gay area, every bar has like a rainbow flag outside and it'll say what the rules are and what the rules aren't. And none of the rules are you've got to be gay, The rule, but the rules are it's a safe space for LGBT people and for everyone. And you'll be removed if you do X, Y and Z. Yeah, that's definitely better. Don't very know why much. that can't be the case. Me neither, but it is very much like... And who's the... I don't understand if there was some like elected gay body, but there isn't. So it's completely down to the staff on the door to start dictating whether they think people are gay or not, based yeah. on what? And what about bisexual people? Why, I mean, where do they stand? The th- that's it. I mean, the thing about XXL here is that they're not... They're, be- they're femme-shaming. It's like it's going even further. Yeah. It's, it's Again, it's internalised homophobia, I think, uh, spilling out all over all of us. And it, it's not... You can't not be gay to come in. They don't, probably don't care. Like, it's, it's, you have to be masculine to come in. Right. Which is even more disgusting. It's basically the IRL version of a grinder profile being like, no femmes, only masculine. I'm gay. I want a man. I don't want a man and who's, like a woman. And whose Richter scale are we using for that? This is all the whim of the staff, presumably. Yeah, the, the door staff they- who've been told how to behave by this douchebag or self-called <laughs> who's decided that. Um, I actually, I forgot until I saw that status that I was refused entry from XXL because I was dressed, um, I think I was dressed as Britney. Or something, I'd been to like a fancy dress thing. Oh no, I'd been to my friend's party and we had like a RuPaul party. So I was in full drag and I had like a pink wig on and loads of eye makeup. And they were like, you can't come in like that. So I had to actually change before I went in. And I had to rub all my makeup off in the street so that I could go in and see my friend who I was meeting. Tell me if I'm wrong. I just think this is, I just generally have an issue generally with people telling people what to do generally and what they can do and where they can go. I mean, yes, you do. And you get really triggered by that. And I don't so much because it's their venue. Like, I feel like they can do what they want. I don't think that. But then that I don't know why they have the freedom to, to discriminate on a door like that. Why do they have that? Well, do that. But take down your pride flag and drop any pretense that you'll. Well, I don't know. I can't say anything because I'm going to get inundated with people saying to me, oh, you're straight. You don't know what it's like, blah, blah, blah. And maybe I don't. But I just think it's awful in any venue to be telling people who can and can't come in based on completely arbitrary ideas of whether or not people are gay or feminine or not. Get a grip. My friend Joe did an amazing tweet saying the T about this XXL thing is that LGBT venues have been crowd massaging for years. Do you really think heaven doesn't have a door policy? Is Sink the Pink inclusive when it costs £40 to go? Is there really such a thing as a truly inclusive LGBT space? Well, there's plenty in Seattle. And I think in London, Joe has a massive point. But I mean, nightclubs generally are for the rich. Like, that's just... Right. But it's upsetting when we're walking around going, we're really inclusive and LGBT, woo, pride, when all of this shit's going down. Because it doesn't feel genuine. It doesn't feel right, does it? To me, I don't feel proud. Like, reading that tweet from that guy, the XXL guy, like, makes me so... I'm ashamed to be anywhere near the same as him. So are you are you mask enough to get into this venue? When I'm not wearing makeup. Am I? Presumably. Oh god, yeah, they they'd love it. You'd be Q jumped. Oh great. And eaten alive in the dark room. I, I guess anyone could be mask enough if they want to go in there and be like that. What about transgender people? I guess if they're mask enough, they're fine. Trans men are men. Or I don't know. About, I'm I, not on the door, Dan. But what I, about I, people who aren't who are non-binary and de- what, intersex people? Or I whatever? think it's pretty much just like if you're wearing heels or you're dressing like a woman you're not allowed in, like a drag queen wouldn't be allowed in or whatever. I'm not sure it's so much about actually who you are or what you act like. I'm, I'm sure there's no test for like, oh, how camp are you when you walk in the door? They're not going to ask me to put my hand out and see if my wrist is limp. But they are 
discriminating against people that don't fit the way they want their club to look, which is manly, masculine. Gay. I mean, your friend has a point in the sense that all clubs do this, but I I don't go to anywhere that does this out of choice. Do you know any any venue? Yes, that you do. do. No, I don't. You do. You went no, to the world ends in Cam- the world's end in Camden, and they refused your entry because yeah. you were wearing gym shorts. And I haven't been back, and I emailed them to tell them, right. okay, and then but... they changed the policy. I don't go to places like this that do that out of choice. I might be forced into going yeah, to like a venue. Christmas parties or something. Yeah. you're always thrown into a straight venue there, aren't you? Yeah, but I hate I... that. By the way, I hate having to go to Christmas parties at some awful straight club. Yeah, so do I. I was I resent having to go out in central London. Period. But I get your friend's point from her from her tweet. But that's another issue that's wrong. But it doesn't make this two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah, no, I'm just, it, it's totally wrong. We're both on the same page here. Like, it's disgusting. This guy's put out another statement there, hasn't he? Have you, have you seen that? In response to my recent post, I would like to make a statement on why it was written. It was written out of frustration at abhorrent, vitriolic messages I received over XXL's door policy via email, phone calls, and at the venue personally. This came about when someone was not allowed in wearing heels. We posted our door policy on Facebook, and as soon as it was posted, the hate messages started. One thing that has to be clarified is that at no time was the person refused entry for being too feminine or not masculine enough. He lied. No person is or has ever been prejudged on either their persona or character, but we do adhere to entrance rules. He was asked if he had any other shoes to change into, and he was read the dress code, and he left. Door staff, the general manager, and security were all there and witnessed this. Over the past few years, we have witnessed a growing number of attacks on our customers inside the club for being fat, older, and masculine. The so-called bullied have been bullying my customers. I admit my outburst was harsh, but in light of constant harassment and dogma, I hope most will understand everyone has a breaking point. For myself, it was the bringing up the death of a friend and employee. But as I said, it was in response to obscene messages. On the transphobic note, he says, We welcome fully transitioned female to male with open arms. Homophobic, don't make me laugh. An arsehole, giant prick. Bad grammar, bad spelling. Yes, I can be accused of all of those things. Toxic masculinity. Why is it toxic to be masculine? Well, Mark, let me. I'll save that for another episode. <laughs> Why is it toxic to be masculine? Do you, do you want to jump in? I did, so female to male. Uh, yeah, it's fine. But not the other way around. No, because then you're a woman. Yeah, but I might be, on, I might be in the middle. It's a men-only club. So his rules are his rules. There's a whole big salad bowl out there. Male to female, men to men, female to female, male to trans, female to trans, etc. XXL just happens to cater for men to men. It has been this way for 18 years. I didn't make a big deal about being turned away from the Shadow Lounge after the Boys Awards for being too old and dressed wrongly. Before you go on the attack, why don't you ask me, why did he write that? And in future, I will learn to write something and wait 24 hours before posting an angry and frustrated message with poor spelling and bad grammar. Okay, but at the same time, Mark, you did say I couldn't give a toss about the rest of the scene or today's so-called community or society. So there was some truth in what you originally wrote. I do understand his statement, though. What do you think? I haven't really got anything other than what I've already said, like, three times. So I don't really have anything to add. It's probably not that articulate, but none of this sits well with me. Do you not just think, like, to wrap this up, does it not just sound like, from an outsider's point of view, that we are all attacking each other? Yeah. And that we are not proud of each other and that there's a real problem... In the, in the UK's LGBTQ plus community that needs to be dealt with? Like, maybe I'm too close to it. Does it, does it feel like that to you? It does feel a bit like that. I'm and so fed up. There's just so much infighting and I'm done. I, I need a solution. At gay, non-gay. I don't know. This all just sounds like discrimination. And yeah, and that's the thing. We pride ourselves on being inclusive. 
But we aren't. I don't know who is and who isn't, but this this man isn't, and that's sh- that's a piss poor apology. Let me know what you think. I'd love to know what people in America think as well, like from what Dan's been saying about Seattle, yeah, or anywhere else in the UK. Like, let us know how the community is where you are and what your safe space is like, and if you've got any ideas for what a safe space should be. Tweet at Gay Non Gay. Get on our DMs, Instagram. You can email us at gaynongay.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Find us on your socials at Gay Non Gay. Listen at gaynongay.com or just search Non Gay at your fave pod app.